You're listening to The Plan Podcast, episode number 30. I've been working in social media and online marketing for almost a decade, and I've gotten to watch my clients launch dozens of products. I've been part of five and six figure launches and seen my clients' products on the shelves of national retailers like Target, Whole Foods, Anthropology, and Sephora. Last fall, I decided to kind of take a pivot with my business, although it was less of a pivot and more of a return back to focusing on my own products and platforms instead of my clients. And one of my biggest goals with doing this was to finally launch my dream product, a spiral bound planner based around my best selling design, the daily page. This was super exciting, not only because it was literally one of my dreams coming to fruition, but because I got to take all the things that I had learned from years of experience working with clients and put it to work for something I created myself. When all was said and done, I had not only successfully executed a five-figure product launch, but ended up having multiple five-figure months for my Etsy shop on top of the planner launch. I learned so much from the experience, and today I'm sharing five lessons from my five-figure product launch that just might help you successfully launch a dream product of your own. Thanks for tuning in to The Plan Podcast. We don't know everything, but we're putting together a plan to figure it out, one topic, an episode at a time. If your goal is to live better, do better, or be better, then this is the podcast for you. So grab your favorite pen, folks, and let's make some plans with your host, Danny Bruflot from Time is Honey. All right, Danny, let's get planning. I've been selling my planners for almost a decade now, and although the role that my shop has played in my business has kind of fluctuated over the years, really depending on how much time and energy I had available to invest in it, it has always provided me with a reliable source of extra income. So last summer, I finally made the decision to transition away from client work and focus more of my time and energy back on my own products and shop. And a big part of that was wanting to finally launch my dream product and something my audience had been requesting for years, the Daily Page Planner as like a spiral bound planner. If you don't know what the Daily Page is or what it's all about, hop on back to episode 28 for a quick crash course about what it is, what led me to create it, and how to utilize it. Understanding what the product actually is might help you understand this episode a little bit more, but without further ado, here are the five lessons I took away from my five-figure product launch. Lesson number one, set up templates and canned responses and do it right away. (laughs) A big launch is amazing, but the more orders you have, the more customer service messages you are likely to get. Whether it's a simple message asking when their product will ship, how to download a digital file, or the best pen to use with their new planner, you'll probably notice that if you get a question once, you'll likely get it 10 or 50 more times. That's where templates or canned responses can come in really handy and save you a ton of time. I know it's really easy to procrastinate doing this. Honestly, I did it for years, but you'll save yourself so much time and stress if you set up templates and canned responses to your most frequently asked questions so that when they come in and it lands in your inbox, all you have to do is hit paste. You might think like, my business is small. I only get a couple messages a week. I don't need to do this. But listen, the sooner you start doing this, the more time you will save in the end. Even if it's only saving you five or 10 minutes a week, it adds up. And that's five or 10 minutes that you could be investing back into your business instead of sitting on your phone, typing out directions to your store for the 100th time. That's right. Like think broadly here. These canned responses don't just have to be about your product launches or offering customer support. Simply pay attention to the things that you find yourself typing over and over and over again and set up these text replacement tools to save you the time. 
I'll be honest, I even have one set up for our mailing address because it's a long Danish word with weird characters in it, and it's formatted differently than a U.S. address would be. So all I have to do is type the hashtag our home into my phone, and it will automatically replace that hashtag with our full mailing address in an instant. So are you starting to think of ways you could use something like this for your business on a daily basis? Your store hours what your seasonal menu is, how to make a reservation, directions to your store or shop, how to file a customer complaint, maybe questions pertaining to your next big product launch. Like I said, think broadly. So I have two ways that I do this. I have one way on my computer and one on my phone. The methods that I've chosen to use are both universal. So meaning once I have these set up, on my computer or on my phone, I can use them within any service or platform on that device. So on my computer, I use a service called Permanent Clipboard. And this is a little extension that you just add to your internet browser. And it allows me to quickly copy and paste common answers no matter where the inquiry comes from. So if I get a question through email, Facebook Messenger, my Etsy inbox, the contact form on my website, anywhere. The responses are built directly into my browser and I can add them with the touch of a button. I prefer this over setting up canned responses within Gmail or whatever your email client is, or even using Etsy's quick reply feature, which is really nice, but also kind of inconvenient because if I have it set up in this permanent clipboard, it means that I have access to it from anywhere. So I don't have to go in and out of any other app or service, it's built right into my browser. It also means that if there's a change to one of the answers, like maybe I change a URL, I only have to change it in one place. I don't have to go in and change my canned email and then change my automated Etsy response and then change the response that I have saved somewhere for my Facebook inbox. I just have to change it in one place. It really simplifies the process. Once I have them set up on my computer, I simply transfer all of those responses over to my iPhone and then set these same automations up using the text replacement feature that comes built into your phone. Both iOS and Android have this feature, and again, I've chosen this specific method on the iPhone because it's universal. So the shortcuts I set up will work on any app that I'm using on my phone, but also because it's built right into the keyboard, so I don't have to go in and out of any other app to like copy and paste anything. It's just all about typing out like a certain hashtag or a little keyword, and it'll automatically replace it. I'm not going to go into more detail than that in the podcast because it'll get a little too technical, I think. But if setting those up is something that you're interested in, head over to today's show notes. I've got links to both of the apps along with a helpful little video tutorial that'll really quickly show you how to get those text replacements set up. Lesson number two, look for ways to diversify and increase revenue. When you create a product, you get to see the process kind of from start to finish, which I guess some people might see as a bad thing because you have to be very hands-on as a small business owner. But there are really a lot of amazing things about being so involved in the process. And one of them is the opportunity to just keep your eyes open and pay attention to watch for places that you could be increasing revenue or diversifying your income. And I want to just give you one quick example of this that might help you think about where you might have overlooked this in your own business. So when I created the Daily Page Planner, I obviously had to create all of the page layouts and create the final print file. And one thing I realized in doing that process was that I was creating all of these PDF files that could easily be turned into digital files and sold in my shop for people who would prefer to print them at home or just use them on their iPad. So what I did was I added a few of these to my shop to see how they do. And I created several of them and they all did really, really well. But this one like blew my mind because it was just so random. 
But one of them is simply just a daily page layout with a margin along the left side so that you can print it out at home and do like a three hole punch in case you want to put it into a binder, right? Seemed like it would be kind of for a niche audience and maybe not that popular. But guess how much revenue I generated just from this single digital download? The answer is roughly $30,000 to date. So here I am launching my dream product and by paying attention and creating that one digital listing, which probably took me honestly less than 20 minutes, I generated an additional $30,000 in revenue and it's still increasing. The potential for additional revenue is going to be hiding all over your product launch. And one of the best lessons I learned was to just enjoy getting to be involved in the process from start to finish, even when it's sometimes tedious. It's one of the perks really of being a small business owner and just remembering to keep my eyes open for where these opportunities might be hiding so that I can utilize them. If you feel like this is something you aren't great at, I'd maybe suggest finding a fellow business owner and doing this for each other. So sometimes just a fresh set of eyes can see things that we can't see when we are so close to something. Just find somebody who's maybe really creative and detail-oriented and have them review everything that is going into your product launch. They might just see something that you didn't. Tip number three, include a thank you note. I know what you're thinking, what is this, Danny? Like 1993? <laughs> as much as they think there are amazing and brilliant new marketing strategies out there, and we'll get to some of them in lesson four, I also think that like snail mail is one of the best ways to build a connection. And I am not just saying that because my mom is a postmaster. I've completed nearly 13,000 sales in my Etsy shop to date, and ever since the very beginning, I've included thank you notes with each order I package. When you are you know, shipping something to someone you have an advantage of delivering the exact information you want directly into their hands. But even if you don't ship products, you can adapt this for your business. I can't guarantee you what your results will be from creating a thank you card, but what I can guarantee you is that if you aren't utilizing this in your business, you are leaving some customers out in the cold. This is really your opportunity to lead them to exactly where you want them and build a long-term relationship with them. I know it's kind of funny, like this lesson seems really simplistic, but I actually have so much to say about this that I had to take this entire section and turn it into its own episode. So plan to tune into episode 31, The Power of a Thank You Note, if this is something you want to learn a little bit more about. In that episode, I'm going to tell you the main things that I think you should have on your card, as well as tell you how to design one by yourself for free and where you can get around a thousand of them printed for about a hundred bucks. Hey there, are you interested in trying out the Daily Page Planner or one of my other organizational products? Head over to dailypageplanner.com to learn more about them and be sure to use code PLANPODCAST, all caps, all one word, at checkout for 15% off your entire order. Not only are you going to get a product that will help you align your work and wellness and get stuff done, your order will also plant a tree. How cool is that? <laughs> all right, now back to the show. Like I said, traditional marketing tools like a little thank you note are pretty amazing, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't experiment and try new things. Another huge lesson that I took away from my launch was trusting my gut and not being afraid to do things differently. There is a ton of advice available out there. You can find all kinds of launch checklists and free trainings online. And while that is great, and I definitely recommend learning as much as you can, at the end of the day, I really believe in trusting your instincts. For example, 
As an expat living abroad, I have grown really fond of Facebook events. They've helped me discover all kinds of activities in my area, and I'm really fascinated with the reach that a Facebook event is able to generate. You probably see them in your feed all the time and don't think much about it. You know, so-and-so is interested in this event near you. Five of your friends are attending this. Um, So-and-so RSVP'd to this event tonight, right? You've seen it. So kind of on a whim, I decided to create a Facebook event for my product launch. I had never seen this done for a physical product before, especially for an event that was entirely online, right? It wasn't like I hosted an official launch party at some cool club or coffee shop or anything like that. But what this did was take advantage of the fact that Facebook events seem to be getting kind of a lot of priority in the newsfeed and the Facebook algorithm. And it seems like a Facebook event notification gets shown to a lot more people. It kind of has huge potential organic reach. And anyways, within a couple of days of creating the Facebook event for my planner launch, I had over 400 people RSVP'd to it. Now, it's hard for me to track exactly how many sales came through the group, but for something that only took a few minutes and was free to set up, I was happy with the results. In the future, I would maybe create a unique discount code to promote just exclusively within that event to help track the sales that are coming directly from it. But all in all, just the added exposure that it gave was definitely worth the minimal effort that it took. I also connected my launch to a purpose, which was kind of new for me. I decided to partner with an organization called One Tree Planted to plant a tree for each order placed in my Etsy shop. Again, this was something new to me, but it seemed to really touch my audience and build some excitement over our united cause. People loved hearing how many trees had been planted, and for the record, there are already nearly 2,000 little time as honey trees that have been planted out on this planet so far. And this partnership just really made sense to me because paper is a renewable resource as long as we replenish it. I also took a lot of risks with design decisions when it came to my planner, from creating a planner that is eco-conscious and sustainable... Um, to being completely dateless, which is pretty weird for a planner, but means that it never expires, which means it creates less waste, to designing calendars with six rows instead of five, or deciding to forgo branded boxes and fancy customized tissue paper, and instead sticking to my values of sustainability and just using packaging that was reused. Like we literally packaged all the planners using recycled newspaper from my hometown. Like I did things that were new and felt risky, but at the end of the day turned out to be really beneficial or the things that people just really appreciated the most. And I know that they appreciated them because of lesson number five, which is collect feedback from your customers. I am so incredibly thankful that I took the time to do this. I waited like a couple of weeks after shipping to allow the planners to arrive and for people to have a few weeks to try out the product. And then what I did was just create a simple survey using Google Forms and emailed it out to those people on my email list who were using the Daily Page Planner. Their responses got automatically fed directly into a Google spreadsheet where I could review and analyze their feedback. Google Forms is free and it's super simple to set up and use. The responses that you get to a customer survey are literally a treasure trove of valuable information. And these are just a few examples of things that you might get out of it. You might get ideas for product improvement, You might get ideas for changes that you need to make with your packaging or your shipping services. You might also get ideas for a new product altogether. And this happened to me. I had so many requests in the customer feedback from people who loved the planner, 
but thought that they would appreciate a different type of design that had the daily page on the front of the sheet and then had just like lined ruled notebook pages on the back so that they could fill out the daily page each day, but then have an extra sheet to do journaling, gratitude, or budgeting, or just taking notes and random note-taking stuff. Um, So I took that to heart, and I'm happy to announce that this product is in the works and will be in my shop in March. So you might get inspired to launch an entirely new product from this feedback. Survey responses also provide you with tons of content, so make sure to ask questions that are sort of open-ended and give your customers the chance to literally write some content for you. Pay attention to what their pain points are and how your product or services helped solve it. Turn these quotes from them into social media captions, blog posts, or even cute little graphics that you can share on Instagram or Facebook. And last, Doing a little customer survey gives you the opportunity to have control over what the final phase of your launch is. If you don't do a survey, the final phase of a launch tends to be dealing with customer service requests, which are rarely fun or positive, right? Especially the last ones that come in, they tend to be like the lost packages, the damaged product, the allergic reaction, or the customer who just cannot be made happy no matter what you do. So hopefully you don't get too many of those, but even one or two can leave you with I don't know, kind of a negative memory of just the entire experience. And that is why I would really encourage you to go through with your launch, get through shipping, get through all of those customer service like questions and aftermath, and then send out a survey to all of your customers and block off a couple of days where you just really invest time into reading the responses, absorbing the feedback and taking action on it. If you've done a good job, you are likely to receive tons of positive feedback and a lot of kind, generous words. And it does your business owner heart so much good to end your launch this way. Listen, like you can't control everything in business, but you can control what your lasting memory of something is. And I've just found that customer feedback is a great way for me to focus on the best parts of my work and remind me of why I do it. When I created the Daily Page Planner, I knew I wanted to create a planner that was different from everything else available on the market. And that meant taking risks. Like I mentioned when talking about lesson number three, my planner covers a six-month period instead of 12. The calendar pages have six rows instead of five. When I ship them, I used recycled newspaper. It just wasn't the type of planner that you get in the mail and have this like grand unboxing with a beautiful, luxurious, embossed box and branded customized tissue paper and a little bow. Those things were just not important to me and I would much prefer packaging that is reused and eco-friendly and I knew in my gut that my ideal customer was this same type of person. I took quite a few risks with the planner, but my customer feedback survey helped confirm that I was on the right path, that the things I was worried people might not like actually turned out to be their favorite features that the things that were important to me were also important to them and that standing out and doing things differently helped me create a unique product that can carve out its place on the shelf. That realization was so validating and I got it all from a little customer survey. So quickly to summarize, these are the five biggest lessons I took away from my five-figure product launch. One, set up templates and canned responses, do it ASAP. Two, watch for places where you can increase your revenue. Three, Try new things and trust your gut. Four, include a thank you note. And five, take the time to collect customer feedback. I hope that this episode was helpful. I am far from done launching products. In fact, after launching the planner, I launched the Forever Calendar the following month and again had another five-figure launch. 
This month, I'll be putting the Daily Page Planner into my shop permanently and launching the Daily Page Journal. And I have no doubt that the things I've learned are going to just continue to grow launch after launch. And I'm looking forward to bringing you along on the ride and to continue sharing this with you. For all the links and resources from today's episode, head over to planpodcast.com. If you want to learn more about my planner and the other products, head over to dailypageplanner.com. And again, tune into episode 31 to hear all about thank you notes and learn how to make your own.